Well, good morning. Welcome to Q&A. This is your opportunity to send in your questions, anything that might be stirring in your mind and your heart from the sermon this morning. The number is up on the screen. Come on in. <laughs> uh, just go ahead and text those questions in. Really, it's just such a great opportunity to have a conversation and really ask those questions because likely the question that's sitting on your heart is probably sitting on someone else's. So it's really a good opportunity to bring these up. Um, and also, if you ever miss a Q&A session, we post them on our website as well as the Sunday services. So you can always go back and watch them or send them if there's, you know, maybe a question that you've heard that you know someone's struggling with, just send it to them and share them with them and hope it's a blessing to you during this time. Yeah, I talked to a guy um, last week. He said he's learned the practice that Sunday morning, I mean, excuse me, Monday morning on his way to work, he pulls up the message from today, so yesterday, and scrubs to the end. So if you know how to do that, just scrub it to the <laughs> end, and because it's attached to the end, the Q&A, that you can get it right away Monday morning that way. Because the further you get away from the message, the probably the less helpful Q&A. So uh, folks who watch online have typically stayed online. It's the folks who don't, um, who come to service that don't get a chance to watch. So that, that's a practical thing that he's done. I thought that's good. A good idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have some questions. Okay. You can get kicked off with. Please. Um, okay. So this one, first one is about reading scripture. Huh. Will the Holy Spirit help us to not take scripture out of context or misinterpret it? Huh. Um, certainly he will. Let's understand that um, oftentimes God works through people. Hmm. So um, does God heal? Yes. And oftentimes through a doctor. <laughs> does God, by his Holy Spirit, guide us into truth? Yes. He often does that through people who have studied and spent time in the scriptures mm -hmm. as well. So a key to understanding the scripture um, accurately is being true to context, which was said in there. So anytime you read a portion of scripture, do your very best to go, okay, where is this in terms of the specific point in the broader Point. That's why uh, this morning, for example, when I, before I read about the Holy Spirit, I tried to set the stage for mm -hmm. the Sermon on the Mount, uh, excuse me, for the upper room. Because understanding the context that Jesus is about to leave and all they'd ever known was a relationship with him physically present. Actually being there. Yeah. Right. Uh, they experienced something we never had and mm -hmm. they were about to experience the only thing that you and I have ever known, and that right. is relationship with God, with Christ present, but not physically, visibly present, present within us in the person of the Holy Spirit. So context is important. Uh, I think, therefore, um, as we read the scriptures and we come to conclusions about what the scripture says, it's always good to verify what you think the scripture is saying by maybe reading a commentary, a basic commentary. Uh, here would be a recommendation. It's only two volumes for the whole New Testament. Uh, Warren Wearsby, a pastor uh, for many years up in Chicago at Moody Church, uh, 
very simple, very practical, but it's a good way to go. Is this really what the, what the scripture means? And another resource um, that I've often talked about and I use all the time is gotquestions.org. It won't necessarily tell you a, a passage and the meaning of a passage, but if you have a question in reading something in passage, mm-hmm. you may go, oh, let me type that question into gotquestions.org, and it is so helpful. In all of my readings on Got Questions, only one time recently did I go, yeah, I'm not sure I buy that one. Mm. But I've read literally hundreds of answers on that and always, except for that one time, went. And it wasn't like blatant. I was just like, ah, I'm right. not sure I buy that. But uh, really, really solid, helpful. Those are good resources. That was actually yeah. our next question about using commentary. So it sounds like a commentary serves to verify yes. what you've read, not as your primary source of reading, <laughs> but as a. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Um... This is, let's not be arrogant. Some people go, oh, no, I never read a commentary uh, because I'm just going to get it from myself. That's like, again, going, to, I'm never going to go to the doctor. I'm going to study myself. That's, there's people who have studied, and you need to get the right people because people can believe some crazy stuff. But a commentary is a good resource to confirm. As much as possible, I do try to read the scriptures, not try to, I always read the (laughs) scriptures for myself and seek to understand because um, commentaries are good at helping you go, here's what this means. They're not very good often at going, here's how it all fits together. So they don't help me much as a teacher in terms of understanding a passage as a whole but they can help me significantly in understanding a small section, uh, a particular sentence or a particular word in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a commentary can be good. I've, um, not can be, is good. I have associated sometimes though, if all we ever read is other people's books and never read the Bible ourselves, it's a little gross, but it's kind of like eating other people's vomit. Mm. Nice, yeah. That one's gross. <laughs> yeah. but. What have you done? Somebody else read the scriptures, uh, like food, and they chewed it up. They processed it for themselves. It was nourishment to them. And then they vomited it up, and you ate their vomit instead of going, why don't I, like, read the Bible for myself? So uh, that doesn't make commentaries wrong, but it puts it in its proper place in terms of the, this is the food, the commentaries. Somebody's we vomit. We need to tweak that analogy a little. <laughs> Enjoy your lunch. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so a follow-up question about understanding what they're reading. So it says, so if I don't understand something I'm reading in the Bible, it doesn't mean I'm not in a relationship with Christ, correct? Does it sometimes take time, maturity, and context? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I'm very grateful for the question because I was afraid that that the reality is, Without the Spirit of God, we can't understand the Scriptures. Mm. So that can be an evidence of a person not being born again. But the flip side, just because I read something and don't understand it immediately doesn't mean I don't have the Spirit of God and I'm not a believer. Uh, I've put a lot of time into trying to understand what the Scripture is saying. So, yes, it takes time. It takes study. Um, I often, Tracy, will feel like I am wrestling 
with the Lord. Uh, not in terms of competing against him, right. but, but going, what are you really saying here? And why are you saying it? And what's the flow of thought? Because my desire is to understand those things so that I get the interpretation right. Because if I don't get the interpretation right, if I think the passage means something different than what it means, then I'm going to apply it in a wacky manner. Right. Mm -hmm. So good interpretation doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be good personal application. But bad interpretation will definitely mean some bad application. So, um, yes, it takes time and it takes pursuing uh, the truth. And I would encourage you, um, don't be hesitant to wrestle with the Lord, to to want uh, truth. I think that's why the Proverbs 2 speaks so powerfully to me, because... It shows real pursuit, not just, hey, I casual, not I just read it, but I sought after it, and I treasured it, and there's, there's, there's real action, active work, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but in understanding the scriptures. But once... Once a passage that I didn't get, and now I get, like a little baby. It's like, wow, that's really precious Mm. to me. Something was born out of that passage in me from the Lord. And so uh, the more more that can be true for you personally versus uh, consuming other vomit, the better. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's going to be a visual. It's going to stick with me for a while. But I hope, I hope that was. That was a long yeah. way of saying, no, reading something and immediately not understanding is not evidence you're not a believer. Right. Because I think that can be, I don't know if it's a pressure, but yeah. on ourselves, but to say, okay, I've read this. Why is it not clicking? Oh, no. Why don't I get it? Right. But it can take time. So for, you know, we talked about um, this morning, encouraging being, desiring the word of God to, to be in his word. For someone who hasn't been oh. or who has been complacent in that, where do they start? Great question. Um, don't feel this. Well, sometimes it's better to say don't, don't think, oh, I'm going to get up an hour earlier. Mm, right. Uh, or I'm going to do like this in-depth Bible study. Nothing wrong with those things. But that's kind of like going, I don't ever run, I should do a marathon. So I would encourage you, think of uh, growing in your knowledge of God in the scriptures kind of like an exercise program in the sense of start in some manageable ways. I think a great way to do it, well, there's two paths that you can choose. Some like to cover lots of territory. So I'm going to read a new chapter every day. And or I'm going to read 10 verses or I'm going to read 10 minutes. You kind of pick a spot. I'm just going to read and just keep covering because I want a broad scope of knowledge. Um, 
I probably don't prefer that because, maybe though because I've had the privilege of being taught the big picture. Sure. And so I feel like I have a good handle on the scripture. I prefer to take a section of scripture and just read it, and the next morning read it again, and the next morning read it again, and the next morning read it again, because the the riches of the word can be so deep. So there's not a right way to do this. There's a way that works for you. Pick a time. It might be morning. It might be over lunch. It might be in the evening. Pick a time and then seek to go, what do I want? Do I want big picture knowledge? And if so, then start with a gospel, the way the New Testament's laid out, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four gospels that talk about the life of Jesus. Pick one and read about the life of Jesus. The gospel of Luke is the most comprehensive and chronological. So if you've never read about the life of Jesus in the gospels, I would encourage you, read the gospel of Luke, then read Acts, which is then the beginning of the church, and then start working your way through the letters to the specific churches. Depending on how much time you choose, you may go, I'm going to only read 10 verses, or I may read a whole chapter. Some of you go, no, I'm going to read like five chapters a day. Just start with something sustainable. It's, it's not the sprint that helps us grow in the knowledge of God. It's the marathon. It's the long term. It's, the, it's not the big leaps. It's the little, little consistent steps that as I give myself little steps, then I look back over a period of time and go, wow, I am growing in the Lord. I'm growing in my understanding of Scripture in ways that leaps don't help us. So start. don't start in Genesis. I wouldn't anyway. Um, because you're going to get bogged down with genealogies, and you might like Genesis. And there's some great stories. Don't misunderstand Mm -hmm. me. Then you're going to hit Exodus, and Exodus is going to be about building a tabernacle and all sorts of Jewish law in Exodus and Leviticus, and you're going to get discouraged. Start in Luke, go to Acts, and then read through the letters to the churches. And those simply mean that means like, Romans and Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians. Mm -hmm. What we're studying is a letter to a church in Ephesus. So that's what I would encourage someone to start doing. Look for something each day then that you can say, Lord, I learned something about you. I learned something about me. I learned a sin to avoid. I learned a promise to believe. The applications. Yes, yeah, and, th- and those are very specific questions if you didn't find. I learned something about God. I learned something about me. I learned a sin to avoid or a promise hmm. to believe, to keep. So those are some specific, four specific questions that you can seek to answer as you read the scriptures. I think those are very simplistic questions. They're yeah. straightforward, That's easy to answer from context. That's what we want to start with. That's a great encouragement. I hope so. I think it's really simple. So those are all of our questions this morning well, at the moment. Um, so is there anything else that you would want to encourage or leave with this morning? Um, 
one of the things that, and I don't know if this will mean anything to anybody, other than one of the things that I'm very grateful for is my kids would say one of their consistent memories growing up was mom reading her Bible in, in the mornings. I often do almost all my reading when I'm here. Jackie was often uh, in the scriptures, and that's just a memory that they have. And sometimes um, that example that she wasn't trying to set an example, she was trying to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. And in doing that, she set a great example for our kids. So I'm grateful for that, number one. And then second, uh, very... Sweet memory with my son, Will. I think he was in middle school, and I went upstairs, and for some reason, I don't remember what prompted it, but he said, I love reading my Bible when I don't have to. Huh. <laughs> and and this, may, this may weird some of you out, and you think I'm a horrible father and pastor. We didn't make our kids read their Bible. Uh, there were times where we said, hey, let's everybody read this chapter, and then we're going to talk about it. But that was the rare exception. We, we just, when our kids were young, we had family, we had a family Bible library. So if you have uh, young kids, if you want to know what I'm specifically talking about, send me an email, dougartcfcjacks.com, and we read this on the couch before bed to our kids, and it gave them an understanding of the scope of Scripture. So we didn't, some would go, you didn't read straight out of your Bible. No, we didn't straight out, read straight out of your Bible. It wasn't devotions. It was Bible stories, but it was Bible stories uh, <laughs> summarized for younger children. So very, very helpful. So we didn't make them read the Bible, but we had family devotions in that way. For him to say that, though, as a young teenager, captured for me we don't eat because we have to. We eat because we're hungry, and we enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm not even hungry, I just enjoy it. There's something really sweet about when I recognize the gift of this book that it's not, again, it's not like my veggies and exercise. You know, I should do it because it's good for me. Mm -hmm. I do believe the Bible's good for me. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't do it because I'm supposed to. I do it because it's good for me, because I genuinely believe it's life. So um, I hope the reaction this morning to response isn't people reading out of obligation, although sometimes we start healthy habits out sure. of obligation. I hope it won't stay there long. I hope it will quickly turn into, I'm doing this because... I want to. There's something I believe about God. There's something I believe about truth 
that makes me hungry for it. So I would encourage, if that's not where your heart is, um, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to give you that, to hunger and thirst for righteousness and his word, that you wouldn't have to do it, you'd want to do it. And I think it'll just change, change our attitude. And if you're in a habit and it's stale, change up the habit and keep it fresh because it's not just a discipline. It's more than that. It's a delight. That's what I love about Proverbs too. It so is a delight. that's kind of random faults from my own, our own family growing up and seeing the scripture uh, at work in our home uh, in some good, good ways. So hope that helps in some way. Great encouragement. It is truly a delight. The more you are in the word and there's opportunities to apply it. And then it's funny how it comes to mind when you're in a situation, yeah. just like scripture memory and things like that. So great encouragement. Good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, oh, and don't forget, bless your neighbors. Yes. So you have those postcards. If you're wondering what we're talking about, you can check it out on our website, cfcjacks.com slash bless. But these cards handed out last week for an opportunity to bless your neighbors. So don't forget to send them back mm -hmm. in when you have those relational moments where you are able to build relationships and bless your neighbors because it's a really great way to share a story yep. and how the Lord's working. So, well, thanks so much for joining us and we hope you guys have a great week.